1: is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Uh, Pierre Gru will join us shortly. It is in a big day for uh, everybody here in the nation's capital when it comes to being Sens fans. Gentlemen, as you know, our good friend, Craig Anderson, officially uh, signing a one-day contract to retire an Ottawa senator. And before you say anything, gentlemen, I want you to hear this clip. I
4: didn't announce a retirement
5: because I wanted to be a senator again. I never wanted to leave. I felt that this place was home for me and my family. Um, so to be here today, it's just—I mean, i know—I just.
4: There's no one. There's no certainties in life. And um,
5: I think to be here today and to be able to, to to end everything the way it just it's a storybook ending.
3: And it was uh, he got to play against Ottawa in his very last game as a Buffalo Sabre. It was an emotional day. Gentlemen, uh, you can see and hear the emotion in his voice. Bob, you were his teammate.
0: Yeah, you can. Um, I didn't get to listen to anything live. Uh, your other two co-hosts were working on our games today, both, both of us <laughs> skating, but, uh, I, and yeah. I got a lot of work to do, but I, I it's funny cause Craig's not overly emotional. Um, but you can obviously see it there. So, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy for him. I spoke to Lisa, obviously, with some quotes and and talking about him the other day, I'm always happy to talk about what he was for us as a player, but, um, for him to be able to do it the way he wants and and to go out wearing that jersey
4: last, I think, is uh, extremely meaningful for him. Another another great moment in Sen's history, right? Like mm-hmm. again, like this year, like they're just knocking it out of the park. You bring yeah, Craig they're... Anderson in, and 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 rightfully so. This isn't this isn't just a PR thing, as far as I think, but this is the right thing to do. But man, it's just another great. It's another, yeah. Like I said, it's a moment in time with with Ottawa. This guy had an outstanding career here, and uh, I love the emotion because we were joking around. Like when I was, uh, I remember when he was playing. I used to hang around the dressing room and go in, and and he was always pretty standoffish in that. And just to, to see this now is it's it's awesome. It just shows us how much this guy cared, how much he loved the city, and all that stuff he was going through when he when he played here with his family. I can only imagine what he went through, but man awesome awesome day for Craig family and it's an awesome day for the organization.
3: You would think he's going to have to be added to the uh the ring of honor which I think yeah. they should have done today but um and in and of itself though it's good to see him be rewarded. I, I think they need and we brought this up before to to build that kind of history that they don't have. This is a young organization hasn't won a Stanley Cup, hasn't done a whole lot. It's been to one cup final. It 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 really needs to build that history and i think that starts with that kind of stuff and so uh, it's great to see and it's good to see just for 10 years he didn't get a lot of attention bob like Mm-mm. no one really talked about craig anderson being a really good goaltender except he did a lot of really good things for this organization
0: oh yeah yeah and he didn't want anybody talking about him <laughs> so, <laughs> so true know, coming so true room- he didn't want to talk to you guys at all, ever. No. And yeah. he, he played that lovable, aloof. I have no clue what's going on. I'm just going in the net kind of thing. Whether when, but he had a pulse on everything. So um, we're gonna bring in PG, obviously, and he's gonna be able to laugh about that because it'd be like, "Here comes the media," and uh, be like, "Well, I'll see ya." <laughs>
3: <it's>, <laughs> well,
4: that's what they say. 100 true. Yeah. So they say goalies are different cats. Very, they're they're all. I remember when I was doing Montreal, like Carey Price. You weren't even allowed to. Nobody was allowed to go near him on game day. It's, it's like basically they just hands off. You can't talk to Kerry Price. And I think Craig just did a nice job of putting up the walls. So nobody wanted to go over.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> but he, at the same time, though, he also didn't care if you stepped on his gear, if you moved to touch oh, yeah? his helmet or it, it, oh, he didn't care God. about any of that stuff. He's like, oh, I'll do whatever you got to do. Like he would get a new mask. And we're like, hey, can we take some shots of it? Whatever. And it would be game day. He'd be like, yeah, do whatever you got to yeah. do. Like, I don't, I don't care. So, yeah. um, and I think he just he just wanted just to be quiet. I think he was just one of those. Yeah. It's more of an introvert, and just was quiet. Um, okay. <laughs> so before we bring on Pierre Gru, who was a longtime since goaltending coach, but he was also goalie coach in Montreal and in Florida, where he met Craig. We'll get to all that in a sec. Uh, first, as always, this show proudly presented by Patano. Go to patano.ca, download the award-winning app, and then get in on the action. Canada's sports betting online service. Uh, live betting, bet builder, special uh, missions. Also, they have a casino as well. But you can go in and start and look, by the way, you can start to change your bet if you want, or I guess you can't change it. You can just change it for a different team if you want to bet on the Stanley Cup contender. After five games, you might be changing your mind. Uh, knock, knock, Edmonton Oilers fans. Um, however, uh, that is all with uh, Botano. Go to a Botano where the game starts now. And by BEI, Launcher Excavating, Inc., uh, equipment rentals aggregate topsoil sales, custom crushing and screening. Just some really good people out in the Ottawa Valley. They do have free hockey Friday. If you work there, Uh, they will take your applications at any time. They're always looking to hire. Uh, Helping to shape the Ottawa Valley is BEI. And by Wendy's, uh, we do welcome our new uh, sponsor into the show, Wendy's. Uh, Coming soon on the Daily Faceoff website page, there will be uh, the Daily Faceoff Wendy's Survivor uh, Pool. Uh, It's daily. It goes Monday to Saturday, and then they award the prizes on Sunday, and then it starts all over again the following Monday. Uh, Once that is up and running, we will get you all the info and get you set. So download. You'll download the app. You'll also download the Wendy's app as well, that's how they will award you your prizes for that. So with Wendy's, also try the barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Uh, Bobby can't, but Yorkie has had a couple himself. I know it. Um, All right. So with that being said, We'd like to take now the time to welcome in a longtime goaltending coach who now is just hired, by the way, as Ottawa's goaltending coach in the new uh, inaugural Women's Professional Women's Hockey League. He'll be the Ottawa uh, goaltending coach. So Pierre Grew, uh, welcome to the show, my friend.
5: Nice to see you guys.
3: There he is. Uh, We were just talking about you yesterday, how uh, you worked out with Bobby a lot on the ice. Would you rather work out with Bob or with Craig Anderson?
5: Um, each guy has his own differences, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know what, Craig, Craig was fun to work with. He'd always bitch about doing certain drills, but in the end, uh, I always went to him at the end and said, well, we got the drill done. I got what I wanted out of you. So, um, he, he always complained, uh, but in the end it was (laughs) complaining in a good way, I guess. And, um, with Bobby on the ice, Bobby would just roll his eyes and come on, Craig. Just just get to work and just um, do the work you need to do. But uh no, it was it, we had great years in Ottawa. We had great people there, um, and um, it's nice to see them back to uh, you know playing good hockey. But it's uh, the good old days were were really good.
3: So just so we're clear, and I know you talked, we we all talk about how cranky he can seem <laughs> to be. You and Craig are actually very good friends. I know you went to his retirement party. Uh, you went to his final game in Buffalo. So I do know you guys are super tight and you're going to the game tonight.
5: Yeah. You know what? When, uh, I mean, we know he's old and I'm, I'm old too. So we're five years apart. So it, the relationship became very easy at the start when we met in Florida. Um, he was trying to get his, his foot in the door in the league when we got him from Chicago. Uh, I remember his first year playing five games and he was just scrawny, you know, scrawny kid coming up and he thought he knew everything. Uh, but then he, he had t- two great years uh, playing for us in Florida and went to Colorado. But I think we it just one of those relationships that got built that we knew each other. It, it was just an easy conversation. Uh, he knew what got me. I knew what got him. So he knew how to, you know, uh, pick my buttons and just – Get me pissed off at him sometimes. But um in the end, it, it just became it grew as a friendship. And then when I came back and with him in Ottawa, it just it solidified it. I remember, you know, way back going to his wedding, it just and you know, uh, his family coming up to me, oh you're here, and it just it I mean the Andersons are a great family, and it just it was it was just great to be a part of that that crew, I guess, and just being part of that family, but um It it, it grew up as a friendship and the mutual respect we had between each other. uh, He knew we had the work to do. And even though he didn't want, uh, every day game days, uh, after he had his lunch, he'd come into the coach's room and do a video for that night. And he he always, you know, come in and say, all right, let's get this over with. But then he'd ask questions and he just, he wanted to know what he needed to do. And then in between periods, you know, he'd just call me over and be like, sometimes it was just to tell a joke or something or just see that play can you believe i got got away with that or sometimes just reassure him so i think um i always feel that the goalie coach and goalie relationship is very important in hockey um and that trust factor and i think um we got that trust factor early and i think the fact that we became close friends um just made everything easier hey, funny um
4: course, oh, go, go ahead
0: you go ahead jerky
4: no, you go ahead. I'll go next.
0: I was just laughing. You probably spent more time on the ice with me and Andy than any other two players over the years because I was always the guy that was... And we were the two of the older players that... uh <laughs> They're like, these two are the ones that need to skate? But that's what we felt like we needed to do. So we did a lot of... one-on. I had a lot of one-on-one time with Pierre as well. Um, Every game day coming and finding me and saying, are you skating? I was, and my answer was always yes. There was only a few no's over... um you know four or five years together or whatever it was but you obviously you went you grew with andy um through his career and the friendship so i was just going to ask what tonight meant to you to to watch him go out the way he wants to go out to be to be wearing that uniform again
5: honestly it's 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 very rewarding because you know i took the kid that came to florida and he became you know we had the chance to go uh, to colorado be a number one had a great first year second year struggle then went to ottawa um just to see how he grew and then obviously we stayed in touch over the years i remember you know when he came to ottawa i was in montreal so we'd see each other quite often um but when craig called me um to go you know he called me about a couple months before the end of the year last year and he says uh, i'm done I- i'm done he says if we're out and playing against ottawa uh, i want you there and there was no way I was going to miss that and it was just it's it's rewarding in a way where you know you made an impact on a certain individual that um had a great career and then the retirement party um I mean it was great to see you there Bobby and I I'm surprised there were more guys from Ottawa there I thought there would be um but you know my I talked to my wife about it and we're like well let's let's take the kids to Florida and um and make you know make a little vacation out of it but These three events, um, I wouldn't miss miss it for the world uh, because of the relationship we have, but also how rewarding it is to see um, Craig, his career, what he's gone through. And, you know, there's no shortcuts of of drama in his career. We all know that, Uh, but to see what he he came about from a guy that was drafted twice, um, you know, waived about seven times in one day um and just what he took his career um it's very rewarding to be there at the start and then just see him at the end and just what the game has meant to him and um you know the impact he's had on on other teammates
4: um pierre i remember like that 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 one season he had in colorado i remember colorado they were supposed to finish dead last and Andy, he was having like an MVP type, like he was on a heater. And a lot of people forget about it like that. Like he was arguably one of the best players in the league right there. And then comes to Ottawa, and he always seemed to me like to be one of those goalies that can elevate a not very good team. Like yeah. he's just he likes to be. I always saw he liked to be the underdog, and yeah. the guy, and he just man, like certain goalies can just take a bad team. And he just seemed to have the ability to make that like a like a good team and had a chance to win every night. Like, where do you think that came from? I think he just
5: it, it is his sort of underdog attitude because you look at him, you're like, this guy can't be a professional hockey player. There's no way. Yes. <laughs> the way There's no way that he's a fresh, you know, he's a skinny fat guy. Like he just he just that's the way you look at him. You're like, how can this guy be one of the best readers of the game as a goaltender? Yeah. And of course you go back to the racing and all that, that that's where it comes from. But to me, like I remember, like our my first year back in Ottawa with Gee, and you know I know Bobby knows this. He's like Gee comes in and says we we got to give up less shots, and we're like no, don't <laughs> because if you give up 15 shots, Craig's gonna be awful because he needs to be involved. <laughs> so Craig, I think he loves like it's part of that racing background where it's that individual. Like, it, it's on you. And I think he loved that those moments where he can steal the show. He's not the, the rah-rah guy that's going to go go out on social media and post everything and just, like, you know, be about himself. But he loved to be there for his teammates and be there to make that big save. And if you look at all our games in Ottawa, and especially in the playoffs that year, like, we got a chance and outplayed, and then, like, especially the Pittsburgh series – I remember looking back last year when I had some free time and I I remember at game six, I think we we're out chanced like thirty to five. And it was mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. And it just I think it's that racing background that just he loved to thrive on those things. And it just I Gee had trouble with that when, when we were not always like, we gotta cut shots down and I just no, let it let him be, let him be. And then, and Craig came through in the year in, in the end. And I remember like Mike Condon just not like how's this guy doing? Like, he just, you can't see it, but he just came through. And I think it, it, it boils down to that, you know, that individual want to be, uh, to be there for his teammates.
0: It's funny. Okay. You, uh, I mean, I told this story, so Pierre's heard it, but I told this story at the retirement party that we were, we were finally in, in that season with Guy that we went deep into the playoffs. Um, we were finally kind of getting our traction with the new system and the team was getting better and guy calls me over after a practice and says andy's andy's struggling a little bit and he wasn't playing but um he said he let a couple soft ones in over time here and and it was like you know you know him the best probably have you talked to him and i said yeah he's bored and he just looked at me like what i said we're only giving up you know there's a stretch that we gave up like 18 to 24 shots i'm like that's not enough for andy Guy was dumbfounded that I could answer with that. He just looked at me and could not believe that our goalie needed 35 shots for us to win because who who would ever expect that? But that's just the way it was for Andy.
5: Well, yeah, you know, Guy, like when he struggled, Guy would spend hours and hours in the office and we're just like, I just want to go home. Like just enough. Like it's <laughs> six o'clock. Like we're not going to change the game. And, but Guy, like, he struggled with that big time. And it just, like, he system-wise, like, he could uh, dissect any system possible, which was great about Guy. Like, he he was awesome with that. And I remember, like, sometimes leaving after morning and he's drawing up his diagrams on the boards in the locker room, and it's just packed. And I'm like, okay, if I don't understand this, the players aren't going to understand this. But yeah. that's that's the way he was. And he he had trouble with that. And it just – I was just like, he that's the way Andy is. I, you, you're not going to change that. So I know you don't like giving up 35 shots a game, but that's what he needs. <laughs> that's so crazy.
3: <laughs> the good thing is that Bobby and the rest of his teammates did all they could to give up more shots for Andy. So well, I know Bobby, that they're good but... teammates.
0: <laughs> good teammates, just good teammates. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: PG, the question, I guess, is you could see it today uh, when Craig spoke to the media. There was emotion in his voice. He was emotional about it. Why does today matter to Craig Anderson? He played Chicago, Colorado, Florida, Washington, Buffalo, and I know he spent 10 years in Ottawa and has every record except one, but why does this really matter?
1: Well,
5: this is where his career is. That that there's no like yeah, he played for Chicago, Florida, Colorado, Buffalo, Washington. Like he you know, he, he's he's played every almost everywhere, but it just this is where home is and he's got a lot of good friends here this is the building that made made craig Anderson. this is where he he felt at home this is where he felt um you know wanted i know him telling me a story when he got to ottawa and brian murray just this is where he felt like that he was needed and that's where he was wanted and i think um i know it means tons to him today and that's I think a lot of, a lot of things happened here. Um, This is where, you know, you know, he learned about Nicole's diagnosis and it's just the way the fans were with him. um, He just, this is home basically. He, he never wanted to leave. And I, when he says that, I truly believe that. And he was, he was really disappointed um, that COVID year when his last game was in LA because he never got a proper send off here, which he deserves, and it just that pains him to this day for sure. And it just what tonight means for him is just that he's home. He's home for a day, and that's I'm glad they're doing this because he deserves this. And I think it just this is where his career career was made. So that that's what? why it means uh, so much to him.
4: Guys, walk walk me back. Why did why did Andy end up leaving? What happened? Well. <laughs>
5: They 58. felt, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it. They felt he was he was done, and yeah. uh, I he was too old. Yeah, and th- they felt that uh, at that time, which was weird because we weren't ready to contend. Yeah. And the stuff that Andy's done last last couple of years in Buffalo with the young guys, he went and Washington, young, and Washington. Yes, yeah. he would yeah. help the young guys in Ottawa. Yeah, was he playing his best hockey? No. But um, the way he played last year in Buffalo, you can tell he still had uh, gas left in the tank. And I think they felt he was too old. He was done. And um, they wanted to go with different guys. But um, you need that veteran leadership in the locker room, especially with a young team. And you need that veteran backstop that's going to tell the kids, tell the D how to play certain situations. And Craig, like, uh, you know, I talked to him quite a few times last year and that's what he did. And he he loved it in Buffalo because they, he saw the young guys, the potential and he, he knows that he, he knew he could make an impact that way and help that team grow. And that's, I'm so glad they brought him back as a consultant because he's going to help the young guys, not just the young goalies, but help that room. Just, Hey, he was that know it all cocky kid when he came into the league in Florida and you know, he thought he knew everything, but now he's, you know, total reverse attitude where he knows that what it needs to be done to be a true professional and, and be successful in league. So I wish they would have kept him, um, but they felt that uh, he was too old. Unfortunately, well, yeah.
3: Okay. Now I need to know, Pierre, since you spent so much time with him, I think you've even trained, you trained with them during COVID. You traveled a bunch of places. I need some stories. Okay, what stories do you have of Craig yeah. Anderson that we don't know? He seems stoic and cranky. I don't Did you guys ever get into it? Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> – I, I remember that year um, that Nicole got diagnosed, and then I, I spent the All-Star break in New Jersey uh, to get try and get him back. And, you know, I had to – I rented a van to carry all his gear because he didn't want to come get it, which is funny. <laughs> But first day on the ice, uh, half an hour, half an hour in, pukes on the ice because he hadn't been on the ice for three months. And then he starts blaming it on blue Gatorade. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Blue Gatorade? He's like, yeah, I can't drink that. Jake's the same way. Jake can't drink blue Gatorade. He's allergic to it. I'm like, blue Gatorade. You know that doesn't matter what color. They're all the same. It's Gatorade like, no, oh, no, no, I have no, like, it, it's not, I'm like, Craig, you're just not in shape. Just admit to it. You're just not in shape. <laughs> but to this day, when we got back to Ottawa, when he started playing, he told Coxie, he's like, I can't have blue Gatorade. I got to have red or yellow or whatever. But <laughs> that day, I'm just, Craig, you're just not in shape right now. And he's like, no, no, it's the blue Gatorade. We're
3: going to get him on the show. He wouldn't come on. Today, is uh, I tried a number of different ways, including through Bob and through his agent and whatnot. But I'm going to bring up the story of Blue Gatorade and see what he has to say about this. Um, (laughs) What was a bigger uh, game for you? I don't want to call it a win. Was it the game in Edmonton where he leaves the hospital and goes and gets the 2 nothing shutout? Or is it the game in Boston when they clinch the series?
5: 100% Edmonton. Mm -hmm. just for a guy that left the team and then um so we get to Calgary and after the first period I remember Guy Boucher coming to me and says uh Hammy's coming out I'm like what are you talking about like I think he gave up two, but they weren't his fault he's like no he's out I'm like why are you pulling him so I had a big argument with him I'm like why are you pulling him he's like no he's hurt I'm like oh shit so I to go see Drijer and Drijer. I'm like Drijer in, and then at that point I'm like three games in, we've lost our number one and our number two. And then Craig calls me. He says, "I'm coming back for Edmonton." I'm like, "What are you doing? Nicole needs you." He's like, "No, uh, Nicole told me to go." And um, that morning I'm like, "What do you need?" He's like, "No video. Just I just need to feel some pucks." And I just I just want to get on the ice. I'm like, "Okay." Um, and then he he plays that game. And I've never seen a goalie play a game where it was just it was pure emotions. And it just and I remember Rob Cookson with a minute and a half left in the game, we're up three nothing. He's like, Okay, let's go. I'm like, no, I can't. Like I gotta see this to the end. Um, you know, go down from upstairs. So and then walking down in the locker room and he's in tears and just missed all. And it's just just a pure emotion of a guy just giving every, everything he had and obviously after that game, he, he left home. But um, you play the game on emotions, but not that kind of emotions. And I think that that game will always stay with me, you know, looking at Cam Talbot coming back to the bench and just applauding Craig and just uh, the emotions that we saw in the locker room come out of Craig. It just, it's, you know, you never want your wife to be, to have that kind of news, but for him to come back and play that way. Um, Just it was it was incredible. So um, yeah, Boston was great. But don't get me wrong, clinching that, yeah. that that was great. But that game, like I still remember every moment of that game, just as if it was yesterday.
3: Yeah. And the only reason I bring up Boston is I the the win itself, but it's the hug with Nicole yeah. after in the stands. That's what makes me think of that game. No, um,
5: it, and of course the game was special because Nicole was yeah. there, and it's just you know she was still you know. Trying to get better and stuff like that. It was that game was good, but that Edmonton game, you never forget that. No.
3: jail J- was there ever, um, we go back to him being a little bit ornery. Was there ever a time where you guys didn't speak for a bit?
5: No, no, never. Um, <laughs> he, he, like I said, he would complain, he would bitch, he would, and, and he's like okay pg we'll do this drill just for you and you just just in that voice that condescending, <laughs> yeah. condescending voice. um but in the end i always went back and said okay we did it and um you know uh after games yeah, sometimes he, he'd come you know and bitch about certain things about the guys the d or whichever i'm craig just okay down. who who <laughs> all of them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just said, you know, I, I would just say to him, hey, tone it down, you know, get on the bus and we'll talk tomorrow and stuff like that. But he, there's never any moment when we've been working together that um, we've never talked. And I know um, before he got traded to Ottawa, he called me and he says, I'm struggling here. I, just, I need some help. And, um, you know, it, it we just had that kind of relationship where it was just, um, yeah, there was never any moment where, you know we said we had a nephew contest and never talked for a few days that it just never happened
0: yeah um i i was thinking about that because the you just described that beautifully i'll do this drill for the amount of times i heard that i'll do that drill just for you and we're like andy there's two people on the ice with you and they're here just for you it is pierre right. and me um and the odd time we'd get that young rookie out and they'd be like well i have to be out here because there's a 700 game player and a 500 game goalie or whatever it is (laughs) and they've been in you know the league 20 something years so those young guys just hated us sometimes but um it it just brings back so many memories thinking about that just those days where it was just the three of us or four of us if we had somebody else those young guys
5: must have been wondering what the hell is going on like they're arguing on the ice and and (laughs) we were, but we weren't like, it was just one of those things. And Bobby knew what was going on. So I didn't have to tell Bobby. And then I look back, <laughs> the, the young kids are just like, what, what are they doing? But in the end, he, yeah, he, he always does, does, does those drills. And it, it was, uh, it, I, I came out on top every time. So it was good. Every year, here. Yeah. Pierre,
4: yeah. I, I can't believe it. How is a guy like just body wise and everything able to play that long? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a, well, I know well, how I felt at 37 when I retired. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So, how's well, Andy able to go that long?
5: Well, he knew. Well, that's the thing. Like, put him up against anybody, um, against any of the best goals, Price, Veselaski, those guys. He reads the game so well. He reads the game yeah. as better than anybody when he was in his prime. And I know Bobby will test this, but in practice, it rarely went down. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't. He wouldn't, But in a game, a lot of times you'd see him make a save standing up. So the wear and tear on his body was not normal versus other goalies that go down every single time. Yeah. So the way he read the game permitted him to save his body. I know it pissed off a lot of players, including Bobby, <laughs> um, but that's the way he played. So I think the way he read the game allowed him to, to be able to keep his body in check and keep his body going. Uh, that way. So it just I mean, he's not the most athletic. He's not he's not in shape. He's just like, but it's just the way you read the game. And I remember some praxis saying, hey, I'm not even gonna watch the puck. I'm just gonna watch the the guy's bottom hand and he's gonna tell me where to shoot. He, he's shooting and he he was right every time. And he said, you know, I'm not gonna look at the puck or the I'm just gonna look at the guy's eyes. And just the way you read the game allowed him to to play this long and some call it lazy. Um, I call it, you know, working smart. I, maybe, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. You,
0: we used to do, I mean, we used to do so many different drills. Um, and especially on game days when it was just a few of us on the ice, we would do certain drills that Andy would need obviously. And those, those sessions were for me a little bit, but more for Andy, obviously and I used to hate drills where the puck would go across the ice and I'd have to shoot. Um, and I could shoot anywhere I want it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm 30 feet out Andy's not going down I'm not scoring I could hit my mark and I'm gonna hit him right in the knee pad because he's gonna stand there and just stick his knee to the side a little bit so I used to love the drills where we would do stuff from behind the net where Andy had to come across and be down and I'm like I have a fight And like I scored some pretty good goals over my career and I'm like I have a fighter's chance on this drill to go one for ten and that was a big day um and then he used to take what I used to love about it is We would do the shootout at the end sometimes, um, or even in the pregame warmup. He would take three or four. Breakaways from three or four guys, and then other guys would get in line, and Andy'd be like, No. And he, because he knew that those guys were going to come down and try <laughs> something stupid. So you would actually know that when a certain player was going, Andy was just going to let them score and move on. And then he would wait for me or Dutchie or somebody that was actually going to do something that would benefit him. So he's very, that's why he was able to play so long. He's very selective on what he did.
3: It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. So do you think Zach Smith should be at the ceremony tonight? public enemy number one in practice
5: um yeah next
0: question
3: (laughs) what did he say about zach smith because for those who don't know smitty was always trying to take his head off basically always
0: the amount of fu matches between them because craig would stop craig actually got out of the net a few times when smitty was coming in because he's like i'm just not doing it so smitty be like i'm not allowed to shoot i'm like wherever and he's like you're allowed to shoot but you're not allowed to start the process at the top of the circle shoot from the hash mark and try to go bar down when you he hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's
2: quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online
2: funny
5: <laughs> and the, worst, it, it, the best is that like craig is like i have no idea where he's shooting he has no idea where he's shooting so why say <laughs> that because it's just it's not worth it <laughs> oh,
0: That's
3: a, a, that is a direct quote actually right. <laughs> so good um so oh, how did you know because we okay we would sit in the stands on game day mornings or practices and be like well like basically we we what we see is greg letting in goals because he's just standing there we're like wow doesn't give a shit today or whatever. How do you know if he was about to have a good or bad game? Could you tell from a morning skate or a practice?
5: Uh, not really. Um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Because he was just not reading the puck and you could tell. And sometimes he'd stay in this, this net and, and just try to hit the puck with a stick. Like he'd just be like, yes. watch this. I'm not, I'm not going to try to catch it. I'm just going to catch it on fly with my stick. And, you know what? Yeah, if if he wasn't catching those pucks when he was doing those drills, I'd be like, okay, that should be interesting tonight. Um, yeah. because if, if his eyes weren't on, if, it, if his reads weren't on, then yeah, he would have struggled because that was that was his game. Um, so yeah, probably when when he wasn't that way, but then that's nothing, you know, especially when Guy was there. I would never go to Gee with that because Guy would freaking panic all day and we'd be at the rink all day trying to figure out what to do. So, um, but.
3: Uh, just a couple more questions, and I want to do. I want to ask you about a couple other goalies because you were the goalie coach for Carey Price, um, Ed Belfort, which I want to get to because I'm. A, there's got to be a story. So, um, one of the questions that just came up in the chat was about the hand slice incident. Were you you were in Ottawa at the time, or no? That was still Rick Walmsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
5: yeah but it. I'm not surprised. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> I was just curious of what your uh, take on that was, but because it went. The amount of rumors that started swirling Bob, you would probably remember, it was out of control at one point.
0: Yeah yeah. 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 I just remember the background noise of it and I I I honestly don't remember the incident a whole lot or or the slicing aftermath.
3: turkey or sorry, frozen chicken, chicken after yeah. a game.
0: Yeah. I and I'm not even going to comment because I don't really know. I, I honestly yeah, don't know. I just remember all the different stories that we kept hearing, and we're like, <laughs> people talking oh, yeah. about, yeah, yeah. So just it, let it go. It, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. PG, uh, let's start with Carrie Price. Yeah. Uh, I know you two were close. Do you have any stories you can share about Carrie Price, one of the game's greats?
5: Uh, yeah, but some. The ones you can share. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, you no. can change
3: names if you have to.
5: <laughs> no, I, I think the the thing with Kerry is that um showed up in Montreal the second year in the league, and that year was when it was Halak and him, and he, and Halak took over in the playoffs. And Kerry was like, yeah, we had a few contests on the ice with me and Kerry, and I remember him breaking a stick and me telling him, okay, you feel better now? Like, I just – um but he like he learned that year how to be a pro and he learned that you know we had the chat where you have two ways here you want to you want to be you know pout and you're you know just go that way or be a great teammate and help this team out and then that that year that's when he learned to be a pro and that's where his career took off but um that summer when the lock and price trade rumors and all that, you know, keep a lot, keep keep price. Yeah. I remember Pierre Gaultier coming to me once a week when he took over his GM, every week asking me, who do we keep? Who do we keep? And every single time was Price. And he's like, well, no, he's, he's not playing well right now. Why would we keep him? I like, he's going to be an outstanding goalie. But the thing about Carey is that he was so good at everything that I had to be at my best every time I was on the ice and every drill had to be a purpose. Um, every drill had to be like, there was a lot of questions. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? But he was so good at everything. But I think, um, he, he made everybody around him better because he's that type of goaltender and and we all know what he did in his career. And unfortunately, uh, he never had the team in front of him to really, you know, the kid, the guy should have won a Stanley cup. He was that good. Um, but he made me a better coach because every day I stepped into that, that locker room whether it be video or whether it be on ice drills i had to be ready because um the drill had to have a purpose well whatever we did had to have a purpose but uh he was just outstanding you talk about it like craig they're complete opposite carrie was an athlete craig was not but um like he carrie was just that special and it was a, a treat to work with him
3: all right. Have you ever been offered a billion dollars by Ed Belfour?
5: No, nope, but um, <laughs> I remember the year in party in Florida, they all went out to Miami and uh, I remember Mike, Mike Van Ryn and uh, Billy Pelton and the best person you'll ever meet, like just, you know, king of Finland basically at that time. Mm. They went out and Eddie, they, they're going bar to bar to bar and Eddie uh, the Bouncer says, that's enough, you're done. And Mike Van Ryan was with him, takes him. And then Eddie's like, no, I want to get into this bar. And anyways, he goes, um, chest down on the floor, hands in, because they want to arrest him. He's like, you're not arresting me. They had to tase him three times before uh, the hands oh, came yeah. back. And next day in the paper, you see a picture of him and Hilly Pelton uh, you know, being arrested. So it's um, Eddie was special. Eddie was always the first one at the rink, always the last one gone. Sharpen his own skates. Uh, I remember him bringing his son. You know, he'd tell me, okay, uh, today we're staying late. Uh, Dane's coming. We got to go on the ice with him. I'm like, okay, no problem. Um, but Eddie would take, he did, he'd bring this tennis ball machine. And he's like, okay, we're just going to wor- warm up. I'm like, okay, there was a long hallway in Florida right beside the locker room. And Dane would have his glove, blocker, and helmet. That's it and Eddie would be firing tennis balls from his tennis ball machines at him. He's got to work on his, I'm like, Eddie, you're going to hurt him. No, no, he's got to work on his uh, tracking. And then we get on the ice, and Eddie would, like, we just go th- through drills with this kid. But um, Eddie was, was mm-hmm. it was special. But um, even at that age, at 41, when he was in Florida, he was always first guy in, last guy out, stretching, doing all he could to stay in the game. But in the end, his back was just, you know, was done just done at that time. But um he he was always playing with his gear. He was always like he he was a hockey nerd to, to some extent as far as equipment. But um, he was always uh, yeah he was always there. And he, there's there's lots of stories, but um, the tasing one was was pretty good.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay, last one. who
3: who's the craziest goalie you've worked with?
5: Anything? Oh, a good one. Craziest goalie probably Thomas Vocun um oh. like I think uh we had Pete deboer was our coach at the time and I know there's a couple times where Volkey would would want because we went through a period where goalies were giving up you know if they give up two goals in the first they were getting pulled and then, yeah. um it was just he went he was going nuts he's like I'm gonna go there and they're gonna fight him I'm gonna fight him I'm gonna come on but Volkey was like this stocky like he wasn't a tall guy, but he was like thick and stocky and just bald ahead And just he just a couple times he'd come walking over and he'd be like, I'm gonna go in there and fight him, I'm gonna kill him, I'm gonna do this and this and this. And then like, he settled down, but he <laughs> could go from zero to 100 and like that. And he would just that's he was so intense. And then when like he just be you could see the fume coming out of him because you know he got pulled or Pete said some things and I was like. Okay, you can't do that You can't do that but uh <laughs> the intensity of that guy was was incredible
0: i never knew yeah. that goalie coaches were just as much therapists because that's such yeah. a different relationship between yeah. goalie coaches and pl- player coaches i had no yeah. clue i knew andy would always bounce things off you. Yeah, i just figured andy was different
5: no no there you are a psychologist you're a coach you're like the best relation I can give it is is a caddy in golf because the caddy in golf calms the golfer down and when things aren't going well. But that's yeah. you're you hold many hats and you have to because coach is pissed off at the goalie, goalie's pissed off at the coach. Coach wants you to tell the goalie that he sucks and you, you got to <laughs> you know phrase it in certain ways, um, and then you know you you get the brunt of the complaining because you're there, you walk in the locker room or the coach's room after the game and your coach is the first person he sees and he's yeah. pissed at the goalie. So who gets it? And it's just, that's, that's the, that's the job. And that's, you know, when things are going well, you, you enjoy it. But, um, when things are going bad, it's, um, it's tough, but you, you wear many hats for sure.
3: I have, I have a yeah. trivia question before I let you go. Uh, I know you weren't here for all of Craig's years, however, can you name all the goalies that Craig had as oh.
5: teammates? Oh, geez. That's in Ottawa. In Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Leonard, Bishop, Condon, McKenna, uh, Hogberg. Um, there's, oh, Dreger, DeCord. I know there's way more probably. Forgetting a big oh. one. Big one. You
3: already mentioned them in the show. Let's
5: mm-hmm. say Condon? Calgary.
3: The Calgary game.
0: Oh, Hammond.
5: Yep. Um how many am I missing?
3: Uh you are missing six. Oh, oh six, seven. Oh, one, two, seven. Yeah. You're, all right, here we go. We can put the board up now. There were 14. <laughs> Goalies that Craig Anderson played oh. with during his tenure in Ottawa: oh, uh, Leonard Condon, Hammond, Anders Nielsen, Hogberg, Bishop, Ald, Mike McKenna, Curtis McElhaney, Chris Drieger, Joey Decord, Nathan oh. Lawson, Matt O'Connor. We all remember that game, uh, yeah. and Daniel Taylor. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of teammates. Yeah, yeah it's
5: a lot of guys that have put up with them. It's I don't know how to do
3: it. <laughs> and you well you had to put you had to put up with them as well. Ah. Uh, we appreciate your time, PG. Enjoy the game tonight. I would love to have you back, uh, back to share some more stories of your time. So, uh, and good luck this season with uh, the Women's Hockey League as you will be. Uh, are you behind the bench or are you just the goalie coach?
5: Uh, that's still yet to be determined. I'm, okay. yeah, I am assistant coach, but honestly, um, it's after everything it, the way it ended in Ottawa, I took some time off and I had some opportunities. And then and the kids, they didn't want to move any other job, you know forced us to move um so when this came about uh when Mike Hirschfeld was named GM uh we talked and he says I'd love to have you part of this group and then I've watched about you know eight to ten games of, of especially Emirates Mockmeyer play and, and Sandra Albstreiter uh but I've gained a new respect for for the game um there's there's so such good athletes um and coaching goalies is coaching goalies. it's that it doesn't matter but I think the people of Ottawa will um, be impressed uh, of the women's game and how far it's come, and I, it's it's a neat challenge. It's uh, obviously groundbreaking new league. Uh, they're do things right. Um, they, you know, with with Brian Burke at the helm of the Players Association for them, um, but they're they do things right. Carla um, McLeod is, I think, the conversation I've had with. You, she's a fantastic head coach. Um, I just think it's it's gonna be exciting for the city to to see this team play and, and see the women in action because um it's impressive to watch uh watch the women play and how good they are. And it's um uh, yeah. I'm you know actually on the ice with Emirates next week. Um, and I can't wait. I'm just ecstatic and it it's just sort of reen re energized me for coaching and I, I miss coaching, so uh, but after watching them play, it's uh, it's very exciting for sure.
3: Perfect. Nice. Well, good luck this season, my friend. Good luck. Uh, we'll be watching. And thank you, thanks, buddy, Pierre. Parker, for you. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. Talk to you. There goes Pierre Gru. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's he's I really like him. He also one thing uh, when he was just uh, out with the sense, he came and worked out with our uh, AAA hockey organization. He was the goalie coach for that as well. Yeah. Uh, he did good man. Him. Good he's man. Just good people. Yeah. He's
0: a perfect perfect person for Andy. Cause I'll tell Andy like yes. it is, but I'll do it subtly and yeah. with a hint of sarcasm and they'll go, I've seen them go at it a little bit and, um, it's never because of their personalities. It's never much. There's a little bit of FU, FU <laughs> and, <they> give, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're doing a drill again. And like, I got used to it so fast that I just be like, all right, well, I'll be over here shooting pucks. Somebody let me know what we're doing. So perfect <laughs> person for Andy to, to have in his corner.
3: All right. Uh, one last thing for Andy, and then we're going to get on to the game. Yep. tonight and help you get set up for the buffalo game uh quickly um as always uh, doordash is a uh, one of our proud partners so don't let the holidays get ahead of you that's right we're already talking holidays big santa at costco by the way running out of time to run errands go grocery shopping and cook a delicious meal for that gathering you agreed to host bobby It doesn't have to be this hard. Make DoorDash your holiday hack and get your groceries, meals, and more delivered right to your door. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all uppercase letters, that's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. Don't forget, that's code NATION25, 25% off, your first order, offer valid in Canada Subject to change. Terms apply. Bobby, who is your hot performer of the day?
0: In the last 24 hours, without a game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, by the way, when it comes to the hot and cold performer, you can pick anybody from anywhere. You can pick a team. You can pick what I don't care. Oh, you just, nobody. You all can right. pick well, anything. It that wasn't in any centers. of the nerd reports, but um, I I said that, it. Did you? you just don't. Yeah, you don't listen. Sometimes that. You know what? <laughs> I've had a few people tell me that.
2: <laughs> so uh, I, I,
0: I do know that's a fact, but I'm going to go with um, the hot performer. And you took Gregory yesterday and we talked about Sanderson in the background. He's going to have another night tonight. Watch. Cause he's going to get elevated minutes. Um,
3: the two D's lead the teams in scoring. Rasmus Darlene and Jake Sanderson. I don't
0: that's care about Daleen Sanderson's my hot performer. He's going to have a monster night today. A lot of hockey that's... tonight. I'm I wish I was hey, Bob.
3: Yeah. Hang on. That's not what? your hot performer. Why? It's Craig Anderson. <laughs> we did talk about this.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we did talk about this. Not performer uh, I, Andy. I, uh, uh,
0: we actually have a text chain about this too. I apologize. Uh, Hot guy tonight. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> I spent all
3: night to build this board. Damn it. You're gonna ever look at it. yeah, um, all
0: <laughs> yeah, right. We we talked about it. Hey, yeah. we've talked about him extensively today, so I won't say a
3: lot. Um Honestly. Just, I just wanted it. It's fitting, basically. Yeah, um I agree. to pick Andy. Yep. Just so people remember, uh, yep. first in wins, shutouts, goals against save percentage, second or sorry, a second in shutouts, I meant to say. Uh trailing only Patrick Aleem. And that stat does bother him, by the way. He did oh, yeah. want he did want to be number one. Yep.
0: I know that for a fact. <laughs>
3: so because we can yeah. always bring that up if we have him on the show. It'll be the last time he's on the show, but we can. I know him. he's. I know he's not watching, but I hope he enjoys his time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not watching. Of course, he's not. But... Hey, uh,
3: oh.
4: right. Am I doing? Am I? am not doing a hot performer, am I?
3: No. If, if you'd I like was, to, if I well, was you. So,
4: if if I was, yeah, I would take Anton Forsberg. He's been ah,
3: running, yeah. right? Well, he's he's, uh, he's he a, looked he's very, very a, good. Gr-
4: He's had a great start to the season, and uh, I I see no reason why that changes. He's been he's been rock solid and good on Forrest Forsberg coming back because coming back from those two MCLs, nobody knew how he was going to play. So testament to the summer he had, he's come in. He's he's been uh, he's been all that and more.
3: Yeah, and I look forward to him tonight. He's uh, against Buffalo, three and three with a sizzling, I think, 940 save percentage and a 150 goals against average. So um, speaking of tonight's game, you've got Artem Zub out of the lineup again. They flipped the D a little bit, so Shabbat um, is now paired on, I guess, the right side with Jake Sanderson tonight. Uh, Bernard Docker plays with Eric Brandstrom. I don't expect we'll see much of Bernard Docker. I think he played 10 minutes in the last game, but (laughs) um, it'll be interesting to see how they play them defensively.
4: Yeah, yeah, that that bottom pairing there, they're gonna have to watch where what faceoffs they put him out for, who they who they're out against with. I didn't mm-hmm. like Branstrom's last game. I thought he was really good up until his last game. That's what I said. Like it is really tough to play as a bottom pairing defenseman when you're only playing whatever it is, twelve to fifteen minutes. You yeah. you just don't you don't get Not into enough. the flow of the game yeah. if you're a puck mover like Brandstrom and the role he's playing in is just not suited for his game. It's it's really tough to play, man. I'll tell you, when I played as a Barton pairing, D, I sucked. <laughs> it's just, you, you got to you gotta play at least 18 minutes. And that's why Branstrom played so well in preseason, playing a ton. That's why he played so well at the end of the season, playing yeah. a ton. Um, so we'll see. It's uh, I'm still intrigued to see what happens because we haven't even talked. One show, we haven't even talked about Pinto. Like, I, I know. This happened this has to get solved like the longer this kid sits the, the, the it's not good for anybody
3: well okay but so now the sends is trying to i think start to float
4: maybe we move
3: him is this a negotiating tactic they're or not they're, they're, or not, are they're not they looking to make well yeah. we, but uh, there are stranger things that have happened Gentlemen.
0: Not a
4: it's, chance, not a true, chance. So Bob, but I don't
0: yeah, it's true, but I don't see it. And I think that um it's a it's a they wanted to get back to his agent, so his agent says let's just get something done and they take less money, don't you think?
4: Yeah, but they still it's have to someone still someone still has to leave town. Like that's the thing. Yeah, like somebody sure. has to leave off this roster. So but if
3: you're if you're Shane Pinto, at what do you have to agree to take less money? No, you didn't put your like You didn't do anything wrong here. As far as I'm like, he didn't ask for $9 million. He was offered a million dollars for one year. There's no chance that Shane Pinto wants to sign a one-year deal. And I explain this every time. If he gets hurt and by chance has a season or a career threatening injury, he's done.
0: Makes no sense.
3: Right? You're like, both of you are players. Are you signing a one-year bridge deal with that, oh, but the extension is in the drawer. It doesn't matter. It's no. not going to save you if you get hurt.
0: Not a it's chance. Just,
4: it's just a really tough spot because you don't you don't have the arbitration. Um, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised more teams don't do this with their players. And because you see more and often now they're just giving guys money right away. And then all of a sudden it's like, now we're to, well, why isn't this guy getting paid? Everybody else got re upped. And yeah. I'm sure that's what their camp's thinking, but. It was just, it was, it was for sure there was a deal done in the summer that was that Pierre Dorian and whoever else he had to the deal, they had some deal that fell through. That's the only plausible reason I can think why they're at this situation because no general manager in their right mind would put themselves in this situation. It <laughs> makes no sense. Zero. Was <laughs> like, we're signing Terasenko and we already have a deal made for later where this other guy is getting traded and that didn't happen. So that's the only thing I can think of to see why they're at this, why they're at this predicament, because you've got, you've got this great young prospect now sitting out um, who the team could use. He, and, and it, it does no good for young players to miss this much time. It's not great for the development. No, so it, no. it, do we, but the crunch is coming
3: here and December 1st, I think is coming yeah. a lot quicker than we think it is mm-hmm. Do either, either one of you, do either one of you foresee Shane Pinto not being signed by December first, meaning he can't play this season?
0: Oh, I, I don't see it. I don't see. I don't see that anyway shit taking place. I think it. I think the panic button's going to get real the first time an injury happens, mm-hmm. um, and I think that'll happen before December first, and something will come together.
4: Yeah, and it's.
0: I, I don't yeah. see it. There's no way.
4: It, it would be it would be one thing if he was asking for an astronomical like it seem, it just seems to me like they've kind of agreed what he's worth like it's not they're not and even if they haven't, they're not far off. This right. isn't a situation where one one party's saying we want five million and they're like, no, right. it's one million. it's very close. This is just a situation where I, like I said it was mismanaged to where they are now and they put themselves in a really tough spot. So, yeah, it is what it is. And the only the only way you can make this better is is for them to, to get on a heater and start winning games. And then that puts a lot of pressure on Pinto's camp. True. But like this, this is a massive game tonight against Buffalo. Like it's it, it's really going to show this is a game. Ottawa has to have you, you lose this game. and All of a sudden I know it's early, but it's like
0: well, you just lost two divisional games to teams that are going to be right there with
4: you. Like you're not, you're not pressing the panic button, but the little glass thing that protects the panic button kind of starting to slide open. And then your fingers getting close to it. Uh, it's so, a big week. It's a big right? week, but I like, Throw- I like how Ottawa, I like how Ottawa's played so far. I, All right, I really gentlemen,
3: play. I'm going to ask you this. As you start this game, you have now sat, cause you're going to be on the bench. You're going to be watching the ceremony. It's going to be 15 minutes or it's, the show starts at 6:30. game puck drop is 6:53. Got to do the anthems, whatever. So you're looking at 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do you come out flat? Now, I I say that because Buffalo, I always find the teams that have played the night before, everybody's, oh, no, no, they'll be tired. They always have jump early on. It's the third period where they start to get a little. So I think Buffalo comes out quicker. I think they get on them quicker. And I think they score first. Uh, How does Ottawa handle this? And because Buffalo, by the way, they're a little cranky being two and four.
0: Yeah, I think if you're Ottawa the big part of managing the game after the emotions um is big. I would I would say it's got to be very very simple early and do not get trapped early cuz bu- we know how Buffalo is. They want to run and gun, they want to outskill you, they want to they want to win 6 to 5 and they don't care how they do it. Um I think I think that would be a detriment for Ottawa to go run and gun with them. So they have to really really just manage the puck for the first ten minutes. Your jump's gonna come. You're gonna start to feel it after that. And they've had a little bit of a, you know, kind of a downtime with a couple of days off uh, and not playing. So very, very simple, stupid hockey early. That's it's, and it's such an like it's such a cliche, isn't it, Yorkie? But like, just manage yeah. the puck. Don't make turnovers at the blue line. And and, and f- yeah, and, and force Buffalo to play in their own zone because they they don't do that very much. <laughs> they don't do that Buffalo. very well.
4: Buffalo will beat themselves because they can't help themselves. They want, yeah. they want to, they want to play nineteen eighties hockey. Yeah. Uh, and, and if if Sens just kind of what take does a page, that mean? It means you do risky, high percentage plays. It's like when you get to the blue line and you have the puck and you're by yourself with no support. You try and beat that guy one on one, then you turn it over and it's coming back the other way. So you're always trying for the home run play. You're always trying to do that special play. Drives coaches nuts. I used to draw. I used to like take the blue line when I was coaching, and I used to highlight it and they say, "See you here, guys, we are not turning the puck over because ninety percent of the time something bad happens, and that, that's what Ottawa was guilty of. If, if you want to pick 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 on something, last game they turned it over way too much, and Detroit yep. managed the puck. They, man, they managed the puck better, so I I think they'll be fine. I, I think they had a great video meeting probably the other day. They went over some of their mistakes, cleaned this up." sure the message is let Buffalo beat themselves. We don't need to get into a track meet. It would be fun to watch a track meet because there's a lot yeah. of talent. But, and I think a guy like Timmy Suits is going to be way better. He's going to be way better tonight. I thought that was his, probably his worst game of the season as far as managing the puck, but it's tough. Like, he, he can take the puck, Bob, and go beat you at the blue line yep. and do all that shit, but he just has to just play smart, like you said. Start it and let Buffalo turn the puck over and capitalize. Yeah.
3: Uh, you could be Tage Thompson. I would rather have be Tim Stutzler right now than Tage Thompson, who has one goal and one has? point. And yeah. f- uh, he was going to be your DoorDash cold performer if you wanted one. Um, he is cold, right? He's cold. is six games, one goal, twenty nine shots? Though he is minus four. Um, he's and right, but and again, we're six games into the year. However, yeah. we get to hit the panic button right away. So that's uh, it's they need even, a. It's not.
4: Oh, they're Buffalo's hitting the panic button. Oh, absolutely.
3: And by the way, uh, Devin Levi's hurt. He's out. Uh, he's not playing tonight. Lukanen is playing. Uh, he didn't play last night as well, so uh, they may have him back after this game. But uh, there is that. So, but uh, but I still like that team. I still think they can be really good.
0: They can be if they if other teams fall for the trap, right? All and, right, you know, and and they'll get beat a lot of nights because they beat themselves, just like you mm-hmm. said
3: so let's pick our lock of the day after all of that chatter i do have some notes for you before you go ahead and make your decisions uh although i'm hoping there is some difference tonight uh that one of us pick an imposing team just to break it up here uh
1: yeah. buffalo
3: has struggled against ottawa and i think at home uh in the last 11 ottawa is like 8-1-1 and at home um you've got Rasmus Dahlin's coming in on a five-game point streak. Uh, doesn't, Dylan Cousins has got three points in the last so many games, uh, three games, or I think six points the last three games. Uh, Gavin, do you have our lock of the day? I'll take that as no since it's not up there. Um, so who are you? Oh, there we go. Uh, Buffalo, by the way, their power play, they did score last night, is absolutely atrocious,
2: 9.5%.
3: <laughs> so – uh, with that being said, I will defer to Yorkie, who is the reigning champion on lock of the day, to mm-hmm. make the first pick.
4: You know what, too? I had a stinking suspicion about Detroit. I almost went with Detroit on the weekend. I just... But I didn't. But I'm... Uh, this is... I'm 100% going Ottawa. I, I... The only way they're going to lose this game, if they don't manage the puck, and they got to stay out of the box, like, way too many penalties. I know, ticky-tacky penalties. But if they stay out of the box... Uh, don't get into a track meet. I think, which I think they'll do both those things. I like Ottawa. I'm ninety nine percent sure Ottawa's going to win this game.
0: All right. Um, just because we need somebody to go the other way, so we have something oh, to talk about, yeah. and yeah. I don't want oh. to, especially ah. with, that, with the backup goalie. And um, I do like a couple things that Wally said that if um, that they'll have a little more jump early. And I think they'll score first as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm not crazy about it, but we can't all have the same record all year long.
3: <laughs> See, I don't know whether to join you or not at this point, because I, I felt like I was going to have to take Buffalo and convince myself. Yep. But they do. They got to have they're going to have to win. And they're going to they be sh- jumping tonight because they're, they're going to be jumping. They're going to be two go. and four.
4: They can't start the season two and five. So you got to take Buffalo.
3: Well, you didn't.
4: Yeah. Well, I went first. (laughs) Don't don't tell me what to do. (laughs) 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 It's not my fault you told me to go first. Hey, Ottawa Ottawa could lose, like you said. These ceremonies, man. Okay. They they take the gas out of the engine. Does
3: and by the way, Craig Anderson is employed now by the Buffalo Sabers as a goaltending consultant.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Being honored by Ottawa tonight. Does he put money up on either board? No. No, 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 it's his night. Me. So who's more motivated to win? They is Ottawa more motivated for Andy or is Buffalo because he was there last year and they love him.
0: Yeah, they do love him there. He had, they had a great showing at his retirement party for yeah. the captains and some young guys that came uh, down. That,
3: I'm taking Buffalo. I think this game means more it's to fun. them for winning for Andy.
0: Let's go. Yeah, most of these guys don't even know who Andy is on that team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. We were going yeah,
4: against Marky. I like it. Yeah, and I am you're not old, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll, give you guys, well, I'll give you a little secret, too. Like, when guys are playing, like, as much as you like a guy or whatever, you don't know him. Like, when you get the puck and you're about to score, you're like, damn it. I got to put this in. Got to win this for Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the defenseman's going, like, Tage Thompson's coming down to me. Shit, I got to stop him. I can't let Andy down. <laughs> you know they're all on the bench. Do it for Andy.
3: Do it Do for it Andy. 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 <laughs> oh, so boy. yeah, that's what I'm picking. They're gonna win for Andy for the Buffalo Do it Sabres. for
2: Andy. I love it.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh gentlemen, um, thank you for this one. We will be back tomorrow morning to break down this game and the ceremony
4: oh, of how
3: uh tonight goes against the Buffalo Sabres. So we're on
4: again in the morning? Yeah, people 9 a.m. Are sick, people are gonna get sick of us for God's sake.
3: I I love both of you to death, so I can't wait. Less is more. Uh, <laughs> see you tomorrow morning, everybody. Thanks for watching, everybody. everybody.
4: See you later, everybody.
1: Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.